did China just basically purchase almost every politician in America from mayors to the governors to the presidency? We'll find out on the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The war on the economy is uh, ramping up. Isn't that funny? Don't you love America 2.0? I'm Adrian Slade. You know, before I get off on what has set me off this week, just a little behind the scenes, I typically try to record the podcast on a weekly basis. So uh, unless there's a holiday coming up and with things going on with the coronavirus, the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus shutdowns and things of that nature, studio time has been kind of at a premium. It's kind of hard to get. And uh, one of the things that really I try to keep the show uplifting and, and fun, but then tackle serious content that no one is really kind of putting together or very few are taken seriously. Um, I found myself this week with a couple of uh, a couple of days of just saltiness. You know, like I, I found my tweets on Twitter all were starting to go F you. I mean, and then it was like on top of the tweets on Twitter, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, dismay about the future. This, yeah, the Republic's done kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's why I kind of held off. I needed to cool down and uh, just relax a little bit, you know, have a weekend where I'm just focused on the family and disconnected. And uh, I kind of came back. Because I wanted to put a couple things in perspective. It all leads to one end, and it's not a good end. Um, first off, what are they doing in California? Well, they decided they're going to lock the economy down again. Nobody can go outside. I think uh, Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles said, not even pedestrians. You can't even get on a moped and, and annoy the crap out of everybody on the road because you can't go over 25 miles an hour on your moped because you got busted with a DUI, and that's the only way you can travel around to get to and from work. You can't do that in the corona lockdown. So uh, remember... The economy of California is humongous. It is considered like one of the what are the top six economies, even up up against nations. So why would you want to destroy that? Why would you want to basically knife it in the back by shutting everything down? And remember, it's always lockdown for thee, not for me. So a judge struck down. This is from Kevin Kiley. Uh, at Kevin Kiley CA, a judge just struck down LA County, uh, their outdoor dining ban as not grounded in science, evidence, or logic. But Governor Newsom thought it was a good idea when he applied it statewide. This from Senator Melissa Melendez. The governor's, this is great. The governor's winery received nearly a million dollars in relief funding. And of course it was allowed to remain open. I'm sure all the small businesses who didn't get this money and were forced to close forever will find comfort in this. Right. And Kevin Kiley goes on to also further state, Governor Newsom's team is increasingly concerned about the recall against him, Politico reports. Well, yeah, he should be. But my buddy at Peculiar Baptist, go follow him on Twitter at Peculiar Baptist. He has been really fed up with the coronavirus uh, lockdowns and, and misinformation Probably just as much, if not more so, than I have. 
And so when he finds these things online, he's one of the first people to put it out there. He decided to make a timeline of lockdown events. And it's really remarkable when you think about it. Look at this. March 4th, 2020. Governor Newsom proclaims a state of emergency to exist in California as a result of COVID-19. March 19, 2020. Governor Newsom issues stay-at-home order for all of California, except for his winery, of course. April 28th, 2020. Governor Newsom announces four phases to reopen California businesses and schools. May 7th, 2020. Counties can reopen if they achieve zero deaths for 14 consecutive days and no more than one case per 10,000 residents at the same time period. May 18, 2020. Counties can reopen if they have less than 5% increase in COVID-19 hospitalizations in the last seven days on average. Counties would also need to show that they've had no more than 25 COVID-19 cases per 100,000 residents in the past 14 days or a positive test rate of less than 8%. June 10th, 2020, Governor Newsom says, no turning back on reopening plans, citing the state's increased testing ability, hospital capacity, and available supply of ventilators as reasoning for pressing ahead. Oh, gets even better. June 29th, 2020, Governor Newsom announces that the state is pushing the reopening dimmer switch in a number of counties facing high spikes of COVID-19 cases. July 13, 2020, Governor Newsom announces that due to a rise in coronavirus cases and hospitalizations, all counties statewide must close indoor operations for dine-in restaurants, wineries, except for his again, um, movie theaters, family entertainment, zoos, museums, and card rooms. Additionally, bars, brew pubs, breweries, and pubs must close all operations, both indoor and outdoor statewide. Counties must demonstrate less than 100 cases, rolling average, for three days to come off the watch list and for 14 days to open up indoor operations, such as in-person schooling. August 28, 2020, Gavin Newsom scraps the watch list, scraps the plan outright, and announces a four-tiered color-coded system rank, uh, that ranks counties based on the number of virus cases and infection rates. Remember, that's kind of like the Tom Ridge color coding. Remember back in uh, two, from after September 11th, 2001, after the attacks on the World Trade Center, we had this like color-coded terrorist watch, you know, level, and it was always at like a, a brownish-orange for, and it never moved. It was, <laughs> it might have moved once in like the 10 years, but it was always at level orange. Well, apparently they decided to institute something like that in California. Counties must achieve less than one case per 100,000 residents and less than 2% positivity rate in order to be at, at the least restrictive tier. In order to move to the less restrictive tier, a county must, will have to demonstrate performance at the lower level for 21 consecutive days. October 1st, 2020, Gavin Newsom announces new health equity re uh, requirement for opening up, bringing affirmative action to the pandemic response. November 16, 2020, Gavin Newsom pulls the emergency break, sending almost all counties into the most restrictive tier. And December 3rd, 2020, Gavin Newsom breaks California into five regions made up of about 12 counties apiece, requiring them to remain completely closed if they have less than 15% ICU capacity remaining. 
Each region has to demonstrate more than 15% ICU capacity for 21 days in order to reopen in any conceivable way. So, <laughs> Governor Newsom locking down his economy, moving his goalpost all over the place, and uh, I wonder why. Why would he do this? Well, first off, his pensions and his budget is just shot, so some good federal funding you know, if you're too too big to fail, then maybe you're going to get the bail, right? And that's what they're hoping for. But I think there's another element, and I think it has to do with the Great Reset in China. Remember, the Great Reset was all these smart sets. They're all going to meet in Davos. You know, your Warren Buffetts and your, your George Soros and your leaders across the world, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum. Remember, the WHO was taken over by... Who? China. And I think so is the World Economic Forum. They put out that the, that little video where they basically even said, you know what? By 2030, you're not going to own anything and you'll be happy. Yeah, somebody's going to own it. It's going to be the government and the elites at the top. So this is part of the Great Reset to redo the economy on a global scale and make the United, what, the United Nations of Davos is what I've been calling it. It's basically a global union, and we can get into the revelations aspect of that if you like, but we're going to stick to just the details at the moment in real time that are happening. Um, Gavin Newsom has a little bit of a track record with China. This is from, uh, I believe this one is from the Daily Caller. Newsom's office says it can buy 200 million. Oh, this is Western Journal. Journalism, sorry. Newsom's office said it can buy 200 million N95 masks at an impressive price from what? A company called BYD, heretofore known for its electric vehicles. Using its state buying power, this may, in fact, be an accurate appraisal of how the deal would work, assuming, that is, BYD can convert its plants into N95-producing powerhouses. Quote, exactly how BYD has converted some of its manufacturing efforts in China to begin producing protective masks is unclear, the Washington Times reported. On March 13th, it touted the creation of the world's largest mass-produced face mask plant in a news release post on the company's website. The company announced that it would make 5 million masks a day, far surpassing the 100 million masks a month promised by 3M, the company best known for producing N95 masks used to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. Former Governor uh, Jerry Brown gave BYD a massive contract to build electric buses in Southern California, and there were no issues with that. But there were criticisms of BYD's work in California, the Times reported. Problems with some of the company's electric buses were chronicled in the Times investigation in 2018. The former chief of counsel of a competing company said in a, in a 2013 letter to Long Beach officials that BYD had a history of overpromising and underdelivering. Workplace conditions have also come under scrutiny. California safety officials investigated the BYD facility four times between the summer of 2014 and last spring, according to records reviewed by the Times, alleging 20 different workplace violations. Among the violations alleged at the Lancaster Electric Car Plant last year were errors in the proper use of respirators, safety masks, all for its employees. The company spokesman declined to comment on any of the workplace conditions because of pending legal action. 
In the years since it set up shop in California, BYD has quietly but steadily ramped up its governmental and political presence. The company has spent more than 1 million lobbying state officials since 2014 and made a $50,000 contribution to the 2018 ballot measure campaign to keep in place California's new taxes on oil, gas, and diesel sales. In 2015, the governor of the Business and Economic Development Award awarded BYD a $3 million tax credit to expand its manufacturing in California to other kinds of electric vehicles. But the company has forfeited more than $1 million of its incentive. BYD, in case you were wondering, stands for Build Your Dreams, which may well stand for the contracts it's put together with its state of California as opposed to its vehicles. And let's not forget, at a time when we're trying to diversify our supply chains for surgical and N95 masks away from China, Newsom apparently decided that it was time to put one million uh, eggs into a very problematic Chinese company. By the way, BYD, the Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer, yeah, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway owns 25%. So Newsom is quietly funneling, this is from Natural News, Newsom is quietly funneling hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars to the communist Chinese regime in exchange for political favors. Because California is certifiably bankrupt and on the verge of total economic collapse, Newsom appears to have forged a backroom deal with the Chicoms that involves him handing over taxpayer dollars in exchange for political bouts or bailouts. These include keeping California officially afloat as well as Newsom in office, at least until China can get troops on the ground as part of a planned nationwide takeover. As it turns out, China fully supports and is possibly even a financial backer of who? Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the two most well-known domestic terror groups making the rounds and destroying property and tearing down statues. So, Natural News has already established that China is providing full auto weapons upgrades parts to Black Lives Matter through a smuggling operation that was <laughs> indicated in U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. I remember seeing that. How Newsom fits into the picture is that he has turned California into a port of entry for China to smuggle weapons and other gear for the soon-to-be second civil war that has been planned in America. So that's what Natural News is looking at. But the Chinese were also uh, laundering money through these, uh, you know, these electric car companies that are now making face masks and what have you. And Gavin Newsom was getting a cut of it for his campaign. So how deep does that go? Because why are mayors locking down their cities? Why are governors destroying their economies? Are they also in bed with China? Like Hunter Biden is, which we'll get to in a minute? Because there's some deep stuff on Hunter Biden that's come out that had we known before the election, apparently there's a study that said more people would have probably rejected Joe Biden's run for office had they known any of the details of what we're about to talk about. But listen to Rick Grinnell on the Sean Hannity show talking about how deep this all goes. And now you got to remember, he was, what, uh, acting DNI for a period of time, director of national intelligence. He's seen the documents. He redacted and declassified tons of documents. Listen to him talk about how deep the Chinese corruption and exploitation and uh, buyouts of our elected officials goes. 
Eric Swalwell did exactly what the Chinese wanted. We need to figure out, are there others? And I can tell you without giving away too much intelligence, this is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the leverage that China is putting on our politicians. There's many, many more. Uh, wouldn't the Bidens be up there in that category? There's a variety of mayors, governors, senior people. Look, wow. the other thing that, that we've got to whoa, whoa, point whoa. to is, whoa, is that Eric Swalwell said... I can't let you said, gloss over that. Mayors, governors, senior officials, what? There's a whole bunch, Sean, and more should uh, be coming out. They've all received defensive briefings, and there's a lot more to it. This is the tip of the iceberg. Did I see Matt Gate, Gates blushing there? That would be impossible. I mean, listen, you, Matt, I want to know what Pelosi knew, Sean. It's very important to know what Pelosi knew and when she knew it. Everybody in Washington knows Swalwell is Pelosi's fair-haired boy. She is his top political ally. I'm guessing she knew more about this than we might originally suspect. He said leadership knew. He said leadership knew about this. Wow. Great, great work, both of you. Thank you. Mayors and governors, I wonder if they're the same ones that are throwing you in jail for opening up your restaurant or your gym while they let out rapists and uh, criminals. Could be. Maybe that's why the mayors and governors around the nation are ruining their economies and acting against the will of their constituents. So how deep is it? Well, this is from Axios. How a Chinese think tank rates all 50 U.S. governors. A Chinese think tank has rated U.S. governors and White House advisors on how friendly they are to the CCP, according to Axios. The U.S. Governor's Report, dated June 22, 2019, was published by DNC Think, a think tank based in Beijing in collaboration with Xinjia University. DNC Think is not officially affiliated with the Chinese government, but it states it partners with the United Front Work Department, the Chinese Communist Party's political influence arm, among other organizations. While a hardline attitude towards China now prevails in Washington, the American federal system means that the state-level governments may not be in lockstep. Quote, governors can ignore orders from the White House, a report claimed, and the state governments can change or even cancel lo local governments such as cities, counts, counties, and school districts. Wow, kind of like we're seeing something like that right now, aren't there? It's crazy. State-level state officials enjoy a certain degree of diplomatic independence, the report stated. The Chinese government is trying to influence how local government officials around the world view Beijing. It often uses a playbook of economic carrots and sticks to shape the behavior of foreign officials and lawmakers, an FBI official told Axios. Quote, the toolkit works just as well on a mayor as it would work on somebody in a higher elected office, the official said. DNC thinks researchers scoured U.S. government websites and media reports for public statements relating to China in order to rate each U.S. governor. The governors, which are categorized as hardline, friendly, or unclear or unknown position, were further analyzed by age, gender, political affiliation, work history, and their respective states by economic size, geographic location, and level of trade with China. The report did not find a correlation between a U.S. Uh, state's trade with China and the respective governor's perceived attitude towards China. You know, Governor Whitmer up there uh, in Michigan is out there complaining about 
the trade deals that President Trump was trying to pass uh, and how it would affect her constituents. But I'm wondering if there's a little bit more to it than that. Maybe she's got a little China in her back pocket. Not sure. According to the report, the views of the six governors rated as hardline were largely due to human rights and other issues rather than trade. The findings provide insight into how Beijing sees U.S. politics in its place. The ratings should be taken as subjective, as well they should. So you got to look at it with a skeptical eye, because the hardline six governors that they looked at included Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) I don't know about you. I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting kickbacks from China. Mike Parson from Missouri and Ron DeSantis from Florida. Now, I know he would be hardline. The friendly governors, 17 of them, include Eric Holcomb, who is a Republican from Indiana, Janet Mills, Democrat from Maine, and Jared Paulus, a Democrat from Colorado. Here's the kicker, though. The unclear or no stated position included Governor Gavin Newsom, (laughs) Democrat of California, who we've just talked about. I think he's in bed with China. I don't see him as having no stated position or unclear. The other one being Greg Abbott. And I don't, I don't see Greg Abbott as the type that would be that way, but I don't know enough about him personally. He is making some questionable decisions for the state of Texas right now. So who knows? But it, it, it gets into the, the other aspects of federalism. How do they weaponize federalism against the, the union well you can do it one way by stealing an election as they've now certified the electoral college for joe biden after they used all of these fraudulent voting systems that we talked about in previous podcast and the smartmatic software that could be hacked by china in fact there was a hacking uh that happened over the course of the year with Solar Winds uh, Orion, I think is the uh, the name of the company, and they oversaw the security of these voting machines. <laughs> and it was hacked by a foreign actor. I wonder what foreign actor that probably is. But, you know, we talked about how the Georgia Senate runoffs that are coming up are, in my mind, going to be a waste of time because they're going to be stolen too. They're already doing mail-in ballot voting, and we talked about how Stacey Abrams has over more than the actual population of absentee ballots. It's crazy. Black Lives Matter is out there raising funds, over $500 million for activism in in Georgia. And so, (laughs) listen to this from One American News. New reports highlight the relationship between Georgia's governor, this guy's a Republican now, Georgia's governor and consuls from China. They show that Governor Brian Kemp may have a closer tie to China than just asking them for their business. According to recent reports, Kemp met with China's consul, uh, the general, from the Houston consulate in Atlanta in uh, on July 12, 2019. The Houston consulate was shut down by the U.S. government for being used as a location for spies. We've terminated special treatment agreements with Hong Kong in response to CCP's actions to deny freedom to the people of Hong Kong, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said when he was uh, when he appeared before the Senate in July. And we have closed our consulate in Houston because it was a den of spies. (laughs) Imagine that on July 29th, the same year. 
Kemp handed Dominion a 10-year contract worth over $100 million. In June of this year, the New York Times reported that there's evidence that heavy lobbying and sales tactics were used leading up to their implementation. Various outlets highlighted resurfaced pictures of Kemp meeting with several Chinese diplomats who were suspected of committing espionage and attempting to steal COVID-19 research. Separate reports also called into attention the massive Chinese investment in Georgia, which may violate CFIUS rules. Kemp is known for having welcomed questionable Chinese money in his state. Critics said Kemp is willing to hand the election results to his state to Joe Biden, despite evidence of fraud due to his soft stance on China. And then there's this report from Axios. A suspected Chinese spy was linked to at least two anonymous Midwestern mayors and some other people. <laughs> A suspected Chinese intelligence operative developed extensive ties with local and national politicians, including a U.S. congressman, in what U.S. officials believe was a political intelligence operation run by China's main civilian spy agency between 2011 and 2015. And this is from a year-long investigation by Axios. And this Axios is a leftist rag, by the way. <laughs> They've got a couple trannies that report for them, too, so you can take that where you want. The alleged operation offers a rare window into how Beijing has tried to gain access and influence with U.S. political circles. While this suspected operative's activities appear to have ended during the Obama administration, concerns about Beijing's influence operations have spanned President Trump's time in office and will continue to be a core focus for U.S. counterintelligence during the Biden administration, which unfortunately we're going to have. The woman at the center of the operation, a Chinese national named Fang Fang, or Christine Fang, targeted up to or up and coming local politicians in the Bay Area and across the country who had potential to make it big on the national stage. Through campaign fundraising, extensive networking, personal charisma, romantic or sexual relationships with at least two Midwestern mayors, Fang was able to gain proximity to political power, according to current and U.S. former intelligence officers and one former elected official. Even though U.S. officials don't believe Fang received or passed classified information, the case was a big deal because there were some really, really sensitive people that were caught up in the intelligence network. A current U.S. senator, uh, senior U.S. In intelligence official said, so it wasn't a senator, but... Private but unclassified information about government officials, such as their habits, preferences, schedules, social networks, even rumors about them, is a form of political intelligence. Collecting such information is a key part of what foreign intelligence agencies do. Among the most significant targets of Fang's efforts was Representative Eric Swalwell, who is on the House Intelligence Committee. Why he's still on there makes no sense to me. Fang took part in fundraising activities for Eric Swalwell in 2014, his re-election campaign, according to a Bay Area political operative and a current U.S. intelligence official. Swalwell's office was directly aware of these activities on its behalf, the political operative said, and that the same political operative who witnessed Fang uh, fundraising on Swalwell's behalf found no evidence of illegal contributions. Fang helped place one intern in Swalwell's office, and, uh, man, it, it's, it's insane the level that these guys have gotten into. Amid the widening counterintelligence probe, 
Federal investigators became so alarmed by Fang's behavior and activities around uh, 2015 that they alerted Swalwell to the concerns, giving him what is known as defense briefing. And keep in mind, Swalwell is also Nancy Pelosi's go-to guy, so there's that. Swalwell immediately cut off ties to Fang, according to current U.S. intelligence officials, and has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Fang left the country unexpectedly in mid-2015 amid the investigation. The case demonstrates China's uh, strategy of cultivating relationships that may take years or even decades to bear fruit. The Chinese Communist Party knows that today's mayors and city council members are tomorrow's governors and members of Congress. In the years since the Fang probe, the FBI has prioritized investigations into Chinese influence operations. She was just one of a lot of agents, said a senior U.S. intelligence official. Beijing is engaged in highly sophisticated malign malign foreign influence campaigns, uh, FBI Director Ray said in his speech in 2020. These efforts include subversive, undeclared criminal or coercive attempts to sway our government's policies, distort our country's public discourse, and undermine Confidence in the democratic processes and values, Ray said. But then from the National Pulse comes this. In the years of 2014 and 2015, the California congressman, Eric Swalwell, accepted a total of 6,000 from Victoria Lee, an employee of Air China, a state-owned Chinese Communist Party-run company. The airline has received numerous politically motivated awards from the Chinese Communist Party, boasting the great example of building team of four highlights in national state-owned enterprises on its own website. And also remember, Dianne Feinstein had a Chinese spy as her driver for over 20 years. Now, there was this from Code Monkey, uh, Code Monkey Z on Twitter. He's done a lot of research, and uh, he seems to have his stuff together. So I don't really, you know, I know it's just an account, but I, it's, sometimes he's on the money. Um, He has a set of interesting pictures of Christine Fang with many politicians she seemed to have been close to. Um, Let's see. Here's one. Tim Spranti, former Dublin mayor. Scott Haggerty, Almeida County supervisor. Bill Harrison, former mayor of Fremont. Christine Fang posted on a photo on Facebook and tagged Tim. This is important because Tim Spranti is the former mayor of Dublin, California, and Eric Swalwell's deputy chief of staff. What's even interesting is Eric Swalwell's family is friends with this girl on Facebook even to this day. Christine Fang with Bill Harrison, former mayor of Fremont, California. Um, he's also She's also uh, sandwiched between John Marchand, the mayor of Livermore, California, and also Tim Spranti. Um, she was quite the social butterfly, mingled with low to mid-level state politicians. He eventually found her way to California to the House of Representative via Eric Swalwell's circle. So we know China's influence is heavy in the United States and could be the reason why they installed Joe Biden. Now, listen to John Ratcliffe. He is the acting director of national intelligence um, being interviewed by CBS's Catherine Heritage about China's influence on Congress. 
You wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal, and you say China is targeting members of Congress with six times the frequency of Russia and 12 times the frequency of Iran. What is behind Beijing's aggressive approach? So they want laws and policies out of the United States that are favorable to China. And what they're really trying to do is through blackmail, through bribery, through overt and covert influence, trying to make sure that only laws that are favorable to China are passed. Have you been to Capitol Hill and have you briefed this threat information to lawmakers? I was so troubled by what I saw from the position as the director of national intelligence that I went and briefed both the House and Senate intelligence committees on this information, which they found surprising and troubling. But that's part of alerting uh, members of Congress to the threats that they're facing and that the American people are facing in this broad campaign that China has to replace the United States as the world's superpower. When did you brief those two intelligence committees? Uh, earlier this summer. And how would you replace America as the lone superpower? Well, you just install a puppet. How about you just rig the election, hack into the machines, change the vote tally, get your guy in, he refills the swamp, and then... A guy like Mitch McConnell, remember this is the same guy who screwed us over for decades, but then as soon as Trump got into office, everybody's like, cocaine Mitch, cocaine Mitch. And what does he do? Yeah, he's going to go ahead and declare Biden the winner. Up, oh, The Senate has spoken while his wife is banking off of China as well. Mitch McConnell and his wife are owned by China just the same. So, uh... Let's not forget about everything that happened with Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Of course, let's listen to what Joe Biden said numerous times about what his son has done. Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I enacted any way inappropriately or that my son did. Every major national, international, and local news operations looked into it has said it's a lie. This is the president's flat line. So there's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out that anything is wrong. There's not a single solitary scintilla of evidence anywhere. There's not been one scintilla of evidence that my son ever interfered, that I ever asked me anything, that I ever got involved in anything. I mean, come on. This is... So <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. Not a scintilla of evidence. Nary a one. But you know what? I'm about to show you the evidence. But before we get to that, you know who's really going to be running this show? It's going to be the deep state. It's not going to be Kamala Harris, but it may also be Barack Obama. And what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm -hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony wow. I, I'd be fine with that so Obama's gonna be right there in his ear pulling the strings and you know who else is China
because it seems like the whole Biden family is in on the China scam. We start with Hunter Biden. His past dealings with Chinese nationals, included in some uh, flag for potential financial criminal activity transactions, are outlined in a Senate committee report reviewed by Fox News. The details come as the 50-year-old son of presidential-elect Joe Biden acknowledged that he's under a grand jury investigation through the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware since 2018 over his, quote, tax affairs. Biden's father was not the target of the investigation, the source told Fox News. It's it's really crazy because he has this... He look at Let's go through this. The report prepared by the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee details the younger Biden's associations with a Yi Yangming founder of CEFC China Energy Company and his business association with Gong Wang Dong. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Gong Wang Dong. According to the report, Hunter Biden's relationship with Yi Yangming and Gong Wang Dong began in 2015 when Biden's father was vice president under Barack Obama. Quote, Yi's connections to the communist government are extensive. Yi was also financially connected to vice president's brother, James Biden. Thus, there exists a vast web of corporate connections and financial transactions between and among the Biden family and Chinese nationals. So we'll go through a couple of these. Um, first, September 8th, 2017, the report says Yi's company announced a 9.1 billion deal to acquire a stake in Rosneft, a state Russian-owned uh, energy company. Now, remember, Rosneft was also, uh, I think they were included with Rosatom and uh, the organization that Hillary Clinton okayed the sale of most of our, what, a good one-sixth of our uranium from, from Uranium One? I think they were involved in that. On the same date, the report adds... Hunter Biden allegedly opened up a line of credit with Gong Wang Dong using the business name Hunter uh, Hudson West 3 with Hunter Biden, James Biden, James Biden's wife, Sarah Biden, all listed as authorized users of credit cards associated with the account. Also, on the same date, the report says that the Biden family members used those credit cards to purchase more than 100,000 in airline tickets, technology products, hotel rooms, restaurant meals and transactions that were flag for potential financial criminality i think marcia blackburn uh found something on what biden was doing Let, let's listen to her wishes from the entire biden family that's what hunter biden had to say in an email in 2017 but the email also had an ask it was for 10 million dollars to operate their company and who did he send it to you got it Somebody connected with the communist Chinese. Here's that money transfer. Season's greetings from the Biden family. I mean, come on, man. If that doesn't show you that there's something going on, then uh, nothing will. But the Daily Caller even takes it a step further. Hunter Biden called his father and Chinese business partner office mates in September 2017 email. Hunter Biden called his father, President-elect Joe Biden, and a Chinese business partner, office mates, in a September 27 or 21, 2017 email to the general manager of his former Washington, D.C. office building. Quote, please have keys made available for our new office mates, Hunter Biden wrote in the email before listing Joe Biden, his stepmother, Jill Biden, and his uncle, Jim Biden, and Gong Wan Dong, who he identified as the emissary for the chairman of the now- bankrupt Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC. Hunter Biden also requested that a sign be made for his office stating the Biden Foundation 
Gosh, they love these foundations where they just funnel money through. And Hudson West 3, CEFC US. Hunter Biden's dealings with CEFC in 2017 are at the center of allegations from his ex-business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who said in October that Joe Biden was plainly familiar with this family's business dealings in China. Bobolinsky was one of the recipients of the much-publicized May 2017 email purportedly re- referencing Joe Biden as the big guy who would hold a 10% joint venture deal with Hunter Biden and CEFC. <laughs> so we're going to have a president in office who uh, is potentially uh, a national security threat because he's going to be exploited and owned by China. But it gets even better and gets even deeper. Hunter Biden and James Biden set up a last-minute meeting with former top DOJ members, a Chinese billionaire, and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo back in New York in 2017. Yeah, I thought Andrew Cuomo was the hard one to press. You know, on the Chinese list of governors that we talked about earlier. Looks like he might be easily pressed. The the Bidens began um, or continue to work deals and had relationships that they cultivated since Joe Biden's vice presidential term in office, even after Trump's inauguration in 2017. On March 29, 2017, a strategic partnership announced between CEFC and a company by the name of the Cowan Group was formed. China's CEFC agreed to purchase 19.9% of Cowan Group and agreed to provide financing of $175 million. Hunter Biden had a close relationship with CEFC. At about that time, James Biden forwarded a letter to Governor Cuomo in New York via his director of scheduling, Annabelle Walsh. The purpose of the memo was to set up a meeting in early, early April with Cuomo, a Chinese billionaire, and therefore top China, uh, China leader and former deep state actors and the Bidens. So they were all included in this meeting. It's, it's unbelievable how deep this all goes. I mean, it gets even deeper when you look at what happens with, uh, with the election. And the, and that's the thing. We know that voting is something that's very important. We understand that. And we know that the Senate runoffs are kind of important because that determines the Senate majority. But like I said on the last podcast, are they going to do what we want them to do and have them represent us? I mean, what point is the runoff if we're just going to get some milk toast, lukewarm idiots that are going to side with the old Republican way of thinking, which is just slow walk the socialism that the Democrats want to give us fairly quickly. Well, let's listen to one of the candidates running for the Senate Georgia runoff, Mr. Perdue. On some of the things that the, the, uh, the Biden uh, camp has been talking about in terms of their foreign policy. I believe, Norman, you and I have talked about this privately, is that we have the potential if we have a senate majority and a majority in the senate on the republican side that mitch mcconnell could indeed negotiate with uh, biden in a way that we haven't seen in you know two or three administrations i think if we keep these two seats we have an opportunity to do something that maybe we lost in the last administration between pelosi and trump that was just a bridge too far to, to think that we were going to get them to negotiate but here we have biden and uh, mcconnell who are ex-colleagues in the Senate, who are known negotiators, who, if Biden can get away from this extreme part of his party, he might make some deals. See, these people are rhino hacks. 
oh, we're supposed to get out and vote for the Senate in this, because we're going to hold the line. We're going to create gridlock. And this a-hole's out here talking about making deals with Biden because he couldn't make them with Trump. And he's the Republican. So he's fine with making deals with the uh, possibly installed by China president-elect, you know, who's running in the office, who's currently residing in the office of president-elect, which doesn't exist. But, I mean, China was going to do it either way. I mean, Kevin McCarthy kind of takes what we talked about with Eric Swalwell and really kind of puts it together as how this uh, Feng Fang chick, the Chinese spy that uh, uh, Eric Shartwell, remember he, <laughs> he, he uh, oops, I crapped my pants on uh, in the middle of an interview. Um, he actually was groomed by this chick from the ground up. Listen to Kevin McCarthy. Why can't the Democrats admit that China is our adversary? Why can't mm -hmm. they stand up to them? And why would they ever allow? Think from one moment, Hollywood would make this movie, that China comes to America, focuses on a city councilman, helps them to run for Congress, helps them to get on the Intel Committee, then run for president. I think we've seen this movie before. It's called The Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. Because remember, he did run for president. Not only, I think we have a Manchurian party. Actually, I, at this point, we have a Manchurian government because the rhinos are in on it, too. Uh, McConnell and his wife. Uh, there's plenty of people on the right that have some interest with China. But China hasn't stuck strictly to uh, the government. They've got other areas that they've been involved in, such as academia. This is from Washington Post. The latest top educational institution to face scrutiny is Washington's own Georgetown University, which took... 10 million from the CCP linked Thai Corporation for its China initiative. Georgetown, which is a revolving door for U.S. government national security officials, has a long history of fulfilling the Jesuit tradition of promoting discourse among people of different faiths, cultures, and uh, countries. The university's involvement with China dates back to the 19th century. Chinese students and teachers make up the largest international contingent on the campus. In 2016, Georgetown inaugurated a new initiative for U.S.-China dialogue on global issues supported by a $10 million gift from a Thai corporation with extensive links not just to China but to specific CCP, Communist Chinese Party, organizations that manage overseas influence operations. Georgetown officials insist the grant from Spring Breeze Foundation, which is financed by Bangkok-based CP Group, does not constrain the program's academic independence, although they decline to make it make the contract public. An October report by the Education Department noted that CP Group has ties to the Chinese government through multi-billion dollar agreements. But that report neglected to explain how CP Group officials are directly involved in China's overseas influence operations, which are part of massive coordinated campaigns run by CCP's United Front Work Department. This is, and they're described as a Maoist group, mobilizing the party's friends to strike at party enemies. Representative Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, he's a Republican, who got his Ph.D. at Georgetown, wrote to the Education Secretary Betsy DeVos on November 30th, detailing ties of CP Group executives to the Chinese, uh, Communist Chinese Party United Front Groups. 
For example, Chinese Thai billionaire Dahin Chavnot, longtime senior chairman of the CP Group, was honored by a united front group called the Chinese Overseas Friendship Association during a conference in Beijing last year where he sat ne next to President Xi Jinping. Amazing. So Georgetown is just an example of a college that is compromised. And we talked about how many institutions are compromised. There was some out in the Midwest. We did a whole podcast on China destroying mega churches in its country. Um, you know, the Uyghurs uh, being, you know, the Muslim Chinese uh, group that is being forced into internment camps and possible organ harvesting, forced abortions. I mean, China is pure evil. And, Pure evil seems to be what's happening with everything we're dealing with in 2020. <laughs> Every bit of it. So now what would they do on the global end? Oh, by the way, China has the largest DNA database, including much of America. Mm, that ought to scare you, especially with these vaccines they're putting out. The doctor that, that took the vaccine who's going, yeah, I'm glad I was able to start. And then, then she passes out. Nancy Pelosi apparently came down ill after taking the vaccine, too. So I would say a country that is into social uh, social credit scores and surveillance, um, they, they're involved with the UN's uh, depopulation movement. I would be skeptical on the vaccine. That's just me. But they have a global movement. That we found out the other day from Sky Australia. Listen to this. A major leak containing a register with the details of nearly 2 million CCP members, Communist Chinese Party, has occurred exposing members who are now working all over the world while also lifting the lid on how the party operates under Xi Jinping. Sharon Markson said this, and she is uh, the leak. Or, or Ms. Markson said the leak is a register with the details of Communist Party members, including their names, party position, birthday, national ID number, and ethnicity. Quote, it is believed to be the first leak of its kind in the world, said Sky News. What's amazing about this database is not that it exposed, it, it doesn't just expose people who are members of the Communist Party, but who are now living and working all over the world, from Australia to the U.S. to the U.K., Ms. Markson said. But it's amazing because it lifts the lid on how the party operates under President and Chairman Xi Jinping, who, by the way, declared himself uh, leader for life, no terms. He he, he doesn't have to be reelected if he doesn't want to. Nothing wrong there. Ms. Markson said the leak demonstrates party branches that are embedded in some of the world's biggest corporations and companies, and even inside government agencies. Quote, Communist Party branches have been set up inside Western companies, allowing the infiltration of those companies by CCP members, who, if called upon, are answerable directly to the Communist Party, to the chairman, to the president himself, she said, along with the personal identifying details of 1.95 million Communist Party members, mostly from Shanghai. There are also the details of 79,000 Communist Party branches, many of them inside the companies. Ms. Markson said the leak is significant uh, security branch uh, breach that likely to embarrass Xi Jinping. Quote, it is also going to embarrass some global companies who appear to have no plan in place to protect their intellectual property from theft 
from economic espionage, she said. Ms. Markson said that the data was extracted from a Shanghai server by Chinese dissidents, whistleblowers, in April 2016, who had been using it for counterintelligence purposes. Quote, it was the then leaked uh, in mid-September to the newly formed international bipartisan group, the Intra-Paramilitary or the Intra-Parliamentary -par Alliance on China. It's a lot of words in this that I'm getting tongue-tied on. And that group is made up of 150 legisl uh, legislators around the world. It was then provided to an international consortium of four media organizations, the Australian, the Sunday Mail in the UK, the Standard in Belgium, and the Swedish editor, to analyze over the past two months. And that's what we've done, Markson said. It is worth noting that there is no suggestion that these members have committed espionage, but the concern is over whether Australia and these companies knew of the CCP members, and if so, how many of them have taken steps to protect their data and their people. Well, hate to break it to you, China's been doing this for decades. I mean, it wasn't until... <laughs> it wasn't until you voted for a guy who would actually threaten their sweet deal that they've decided to burn cities down, kill your economy, play up a virus they've unleashed, and install their puppet as president. We can release krakens all we want. We can show evidence. It doesn't matter. Secretary of States will ignore. Governors will ignore. Secretary of States will ignore actual governors, too. And courts will just ignore it outright. And remember, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton have a history in China. Do you remember Chinagate, the fundraising scandal that plagued the 1996 Bill Clinton Al Gore campaign, where it basically they gave out sensitive technology, including but not limited to, to nuclear missile and satellite technology, apparently in exchange for millions of dollars and contributions to the 1996 Clinton Gore reelection effort? Remember that? <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's where we are. <laughs> I mean... Yep, that's where we are. Even Hillary Clinton's 2000 Senate campaign involved an illegal contribution from Hollywood mogul Peter Paul and the leveling of a $35,000 fine by the FEC. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? And eh, nothing happened. You know, China didn't help Biden get elected or anything, which I still think they could have easily hacked into Dominion servers or the governments th that they've already infected you know, on the local level, maybe uh, the municipal level, uh, the state level, maybe they got them to do the bidding for them by purchasing these Dominion voting systems and using the Smartmatic software. But you know what? They per China purchased the coup against America. We'll just ignore the last-minute unconstitutional election law changes as if nothing happened. They're just going to give, They're you know, they're just going to will it. They're going to will a big tech Wall Street deep state Chinese marionette into power with all the subversive deep state operatives pulling his strings for China and Iran because we were never a nation of laws, as Steve Dace likes to say. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be. So enjoy being slathered in Marxism and bureaucratic overreach for the next four years. You think lockdowns are bad? They're not done fisting you yet. So you might want to buy some guns and ammo because they're coming to your suburbs to take away your property from you. You better stand to the bitter end. I mean, it's it's really amazing to watch how China brought down America from the inside out. I mean, 2020 was the coup de grace of China, leg-sweeping America's 250-plus year legacy. And maybe we can hang out with the Uyghurs in COVID camps. 
you know? Maybe we'll get great social credit scores when we're being contact traced for COVID. Maybe we can collapse our currency with stimulus spending and uh, get us into one of those global digital Huawei 5G monetary units. That'd be great. Just be sure to reject conservatism and Christianity, because if not, you're not going to be able to travel, engage in commerce, and maybe they'll just inject the tracer into your veins like a vaccine. Yeah, buckle up for that one. (laughs) Hate to be so heavy of an episode, but I think we need to address these things. But I do want to address Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season, the reason for everything. And uh, we win in the end, because if we're on Christ's side, Christ ultimately wins. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Uh, you could also check us out on our blog, adrianslade.show.com. Go to Omnia News, omnianews.com. I'm a contributor there. We've got some great articles coming out. Uh, we're just a small little uh, citizen journalism effort, but we're trying to shed light on the lies that we're getting. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Merry Christmas. Thank <laughs> you.